0: What is up, guys? This is Gordon, and this is the Strength of Body and Mind podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out today. I really appreciate it. Uh, This is episode... Actually, I don't know what number this is going to end up being, but the episode itself is about something that is extremely important, and it can be applied to anyone who has any fitness goal, period, no matter what that is. Weight loss, weight gain... Uh, lean muscle gain, strength gain, speed increase in a sport, agility, flexibility, whatever. Whatever your goal is, this can be applied. And this is totally on the mindset side of things. This is going to be a Thursday episode and it is extremely important. So I think this episode is going to bring a lot of value. So I encourage you to listen as intently as possible. Uh, Also, if you're new to this episode and you're new to the Strength of Body and Mind podcast and you aren't sure exactly what my mission is here, uh, it is this, okay? Strength of Body and Mind is a brand that was founded around that exact thing, the Strength of Body and Mind. I believe that the body and mind have a closer connection than most people think. I also think that and believe that the body and mind are connected in ways that most people don't understand and that they play off of each other in ways that most people don't understand. And I also think that those who have spent some time and have dedicated part of their life trying to understand this have done so in a way that really leads to it being overall widely understudied and widely misunderstood. Uh, So I have essentially dedicated part of my life to trying to understand this. And this is through a series of events and a series of experiences that I have seen and lived over the past 10-15 years that have gotten me to this point. So I encourage you to also go back if you haven't yet and listen to some of the earlier episodes and hear a little bit more about my story and how I ended up here and what I really believe and The way I kind of put together the energy that goes into this podcast and into the Strength of Body and Mind and Sobam Gear Company brands. But anyway, let's move on to the point of this episode, okay? The difference between habits and discipline. Uh, It's very important that before we dive really deep into that, that you just, just take a second and think about those two things and think about the way that you have always interpreted habits, like the word habits and what it means to have a habit, whether it's a good habit or a bad habit or you know, just like a mindless, neutral habit that has no impact on your life whatsoever. It's just a habit, a habitual thing. And discipline. is so the way you're probably thinking about discipline. If you have always had fitness goals in mind, but you were never able to, to really get there for some reason or another, you're probably thinking one of a couple things. And one of those things is probably I don't have the discipline to get there. Okay. Now that, first of all, if that is what you're thinking, I will come right out and say that it's not true. And hopefully there's a point in time when through my content, I'm able to convince you of that and hopefully get you believing in yourself a little bit more so that you understand that, yeah, that fitness goal may not have been something you've achieved yet, keyword yet, but that you absolutely can. Okay. Just like I achieved some of the goals that I had and the many, 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 many other people achieved goals that they have, which are, are in different varying levels of uh, of difficulty and significance and they may or may not pale in comparison to what you have as a goal. Uh, but anyway, if you have always held that disciplinary type of uh, obstacle in front of yourself as the reason why you were unable to reach your goal. Um, you know, I've, I always, I'm, I'm curious, I'm always interested in what people's perspective of the word discipline really is. Uh, because back to my point, you know, I talked about a lot of the reasons why people, uh, or a couple of the reasons why people don't end up getting where they want to go fitness-wise or health-wise or strength-wise or whatever, uh, one of those being discipline. It's, it's something that they made up in their own mind. Okay, and this might be something that you made up in your own mind. Discipline. I don't have the discipline to get up every morning and do these things and eat this stuff. And I don't have the discipline to stop eating this stuff and stop drinking this stuff. And I don't have the discipline to stay regimented enough to get there. And that might be true to an extent. Okay, and it's not that you don't have the discipline okay, and if this is somebody you know that's going through this, it's not that they don't have the discipline, it's that they haven't developed the discipline yet, okay? It is that simple. There is no such thing as I don't have the discipline to do something. It's that I haven't developed the discipline yet. That's all it is. And it's not something that people are either born with or born without, okay? People aren't born with the ability to be highly disciplined, okay? Some people... Uh, adjust to it more easily, I guess. But no one's born with that skill set that I I am naturally 1000% disciplined on everything or like on the other side of the ring. Okay. No one's born with the ability or lack of ability to be disciplined. No one's born with this, uh, this like chromosomic assembly that makes them unable to become disciplined. Okay, or to put together the discipline to meet a certain goal. Okay, that's if, if that's what you think and if that's what people tell you, uh, then I mean, unfortunately, it's bullshit. It's just not the truth. Okay, so I was the most non disciplined person when I was in high school and college. Okay, when I say non discipline, and we're talking fitness here and nutrition and health, I was like a textbook worst case scenario. Okay, I ate probably four, five, six thousand calories a day. Okay, I was five eleven, five foot eleven inches, and in change, just under six feet. Uh, I didn't play any sports. I tried to go to the gym and weightlift, but I was so inconsistent with it that I wasn't really someone that would I would consider a weightlifter or or even someone that was a gym goer. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't like a fitness junkie or anything, not even close. I wasn't a gym rat. Uh, I didn't do anything. I played video games. I played my guitar. I went to school. I was in college and, uh, had a part-time job, you know? So I, I would eat whatever I wanted. I would drink whatever I wanted. Everything was in excess and I would feel like shit about myself. Okay. And I always told myself I had no discipline I didn't even really think about my habits at the time. So we're going to circle back around to that in a minute. But as far as the disciplinary thing goes, I spent years thinking I wasn't disciplined enough to get to some point that was better than where I was at. I didn't even know what my goal was, which is part of the problem too. But all I knew was that when I looked in the mirror, I hated what I saw. And when I looked down and when I went anywhere, when I walked somewhere, when I put my clothes on in the morning, uh, you know, when I got in and out of my car, like every single little thing where I, uh, you know, had to like move or, you know, interact with somebody, I became extremely aware that I hated the way I looked, the hated the way I felt. Uh, I was lethargic. I was overweight. I hated buying clothes. Everything made me uncomfortable. Everything which always caused me to think about why I was overweight, why I hated the way I looked and, and everything, and uh, how I wished it was the other way around, how I wished it was the opposite, how, how I wished that I was in shape and that I was thinner. And I just, I, you know, I came to this realization that oh, I just don't have the discipline to do it. I would start like most people like you, maybe I would start for a while eating right and going to the gym and doing all the right things. And then four days into it or eight days into it, I would break and I would get a pizza or I would break and say, Oh, I, I deserve to go out and have like two cheeseburgers and fries and ice cream or whatever. Like I just created this rationale that it was okay. And Honestly, like that's such a common thing that and I've lived it is that I don't I don't pass judgment. And most people don't pass judgment because most people have lived it too or they know someone close that's lived it. And it's not that those people, myself included back in 2004, 5, 6, 7, 8, it's not that those people can't generate discipline. They can't create discipline. It's that they just haven't yet, okay? And It all comes down to a couple different things, but one of those things is habits, okay? Habits, this is part of the strength of body and mind model, okay? Habits drive discipline. Discipline isn't something that you can just snap your fingers and create out of nowhere. You just can't. Um, You know, I I mentioned earlier that some people are naturally um, more capable of adjusting to A different lifestyle, so they have the ability to kind of drive in some discipline easier than others. Yes, that's true. But even they have trouble. Okay, even people who have that personality and they're wired for that, they have trouble just cold turkey adjusting to something like that that's not necessarily enjoyable, right? Or pleasurable. Um, Discipline usually infers some kind of pain is involved. Uh, But, uh, you know, anyway. Habits can drive discipline and habits are really the building blocks that make up discipline. All right. So the textbook definition for habit, right? I don't want to get too academic here, but I just, I want to talk about this. It's, it really means a regular tendency that is difficult to give up. And the reason I want to throw the textbook definition out there is because people think about habits and they usually instinctively think bad habits. Uh, That's not necessarily what I'm talking about. Okay. Habits can be good. Good habits exist and good habits are the building blocks of discipline. So by understanding what habit really means, right? Just take an extra second and think about the word habit. We use it all the time naturally without thinking about it, but really think about it for a second. It's a regular tendency that is difficult to give up. Okay. Habits can be good. Habits can be bad. Either way, they're triggered by something and they result in some kind of action right? And they're difficult to break, which is why it's a habit. It's habitual. It's just something that your body gets used to. Muscle memory, um, you know, body, memory, whatever. Uh, it's just It's something that you adjust to. So the thing to remember here is that habits are always triggered. Habits don't just happen. There's got to be something that creates the habit or the tendency to do the thing. So an example of this is for a lot of us in the morning, when you wake up, when you get out of bed, your habit might be to go brush your teeth, right? You wake up and naturally that's just the thing that you want to do. Your body wants to do it. You want to do it. Um, It feels weird when someone else is in the bathroom when you wake up and you can't go brush your teeth. And like, you kind of feel like something's missing. And I know for me, like, I actually get a little pissed off (laughs) and it's just the way it is, you know, if I can't get into the bathroom to brush my teeth as soon as I roll out of bed, something feels weird. My day feels like it's starting off strange and it feels like it's completely out of cycle and it feels like a piece is missing. And I'm aware of that because my body knows what it's supposed to be doing and it can't do it. Therefore, I'm agitated as a result. Okay. That's a habit that I have. Now, even though brushing your teeth is a good habit, when you break a habit, then all of a sudden, you know, stuff gets messed up and you know it, you're aware of it. So the thing with triggers to also be aware of is that I guess some triggers are bad and some triggers are good. All right. And some habits are bad and some habits are good. And it's very possible to have a good trigger that leads to a bad habit or a bad trigger that leads to a good habit. All right, so a bad trigger, because that's probably the one most people are curious about, a bad trigger would be um, like if you eat something that's really, really terrible for you, all right, and you do this for a long time, and after you eat that thing, you go and follow it up with something else that's unhealthy, okay? So... For me, for example, in college, I remember this really clearly, I got into this really, really bad series of habits, almost to the point where I could break it down and I could identify the triggers. And one, and one of those bad habits was I would go, just because of the way my lifestyle was set up at the time, I would go out on a Thursday night and I would drink beer with my friends in excess, right? Like most college kids drink a ton of beer. We used to get these things called the Titans. And I think the Titan was a, it was like an oversized pitcher that held like 10 beers or something. And there were three of us. So we'd take that down and then we'd get a second one. And what I found, what I realized was that as we were getting close to the end of this Titan, uh, it would prompt me to want to do something else to keep the night going, to keep the feeling going. And sometimes that would be go get another one, right? So a bad habit was resulting in a bad uh, or a bad trigger being, you know, at the end of this pitcher of beer. That was my trigger to go make a decision, which was a habit, to go buy another one or to go buy something else like a huge pizza or a huge plate of uh, cheese fries or something and bring it back to the table right? So my trigger would be that when something was ending, I would go buy something else. That was my habit. Um, you know, that's, that's an example of a bad trigger, right? Born of pretty much a bad set of decisions and then a bad habit as a result. Okay. Now that's kind of an extreme case, but you can kind of get the picture, right? You got a bad trigger, (laughs) And it doesn't matter how the trigger got there. You have a bad trigger and then a bad habit that follows it. And then I guess probably a more uh, relatable and a, a little bit easier to understand case would be something like this. Um, you know, you get hungry. Your body gets hungry at, let's just say 12 o'clock in the afternoon, right? Right high noon. Uh, that's pretty common. And that's going to be the trigger. And your habit might be to go and get McDonald's that's just that just might be something that you do and so you have a trigger which is not a bad trigger it's perfectly normal and okay to get hungry right that's everyone gets hungry and you might get hungry at noon every day because you eat at noon every day that in itself is fine but your habit might be to go get something like McDonald's or Burger King or Taco Bell or something that's not actually like a good idea, especially on a routine basis uh, to fulfill that trigger, to fulfill the habit that, you know, is fed by that trigger. So, you know, that that's an example of just how people can spin out of control. They wait until they get hungry and they realize they're hungry. And then their habit might be to go and eat something that's, you know, shit. So with all this talk about triggers and all this talk about good habits and bad habits and good triggers and bad triggers, you know, how do you set up good habits as a result? And I like to start small. This is something that I talk to a lot of people about. I actually think that I'm I'm very good at getting people to change their daily lifestyle decision decision making and habits and even triggers in some cases in order to turn things around a little bit, okay? So one of those things that I always start with, no matter what, no matter what state you're in, if you are even trying to change your lifestyle a little bit, uh, one of the first things that I always tell people to do, and it works for everybody, is to drink more water, all right? So many people are dehydrated on a daily basis. It's the truth. Most people are dehydrated. Most people... Are anywhere from like one to five percent dehydrated uh, from where they're supposed to be throughout the day. Okay, because drinking coffee and drinking soda and drinking Gatorade and stuff like that and tea that is not hydrating you like water. It does just doesn't. Um, and some people think it does, but it's not the tr- it's not the case. And uh, you'd be amazed what drinking water does for you. A lot of people have heard this but they don't actually follow up and try it for a while to really see what it can do for you. So uh, one of the things that I always tell people to do is to drink water every single morning. First thing, after you get up and you go to the bathroom and you brush your teeth, first thing you should do is drink somewhere between 10 and 24 ounces of water, right? To some of you, that might sound like a lot. To some of you, it might not. Uh, But what happens is, Most people will develop a habit that when they get up, the trigger is waking up or the trigger could be actually brushing your teeth or whatever, and the habit that comes from that is drinking water. And What you'll find after a month or two or three is that if you wake up somewhere, like if you're on vacation or if you're out somewhere on travel and you can't drink that water first thing after waking up, you'll notice it and you'll be you'll be missing it right you'll you'll feel lousy a little you know a little bit and uh, it's weird it's a weird feeling but it's also a sign that you're doing something good and the feeling that you experience after not being able to fulfill that habit even though it's a really good habit is one that's kind of like an eye opening experience that wow i really have this really really good habit And it's doing a lot of things for me. And I only am now realizing it because I can't do it. Uh, But anyway, so that habit right there, drinking more water uh, as a result of a trigger throughout the day is a habit that if you put into practice, you would understand just how much being hydrated really helps you. It helps you with weight loss. It helps you digest food better. It helps you regulate your temperature better, helps you metabolize things differently. Uh, it helps distribute vitamins and minerals throughout your body better. Um, it's, it's, there's really, it's just, it's so important at such a deep level. It, it really helps everything, which is why when you start becoming like 10% dehydrated, 15% dehydrated, uh, it can actually become fatal, right? I think everybody knows that. Um, so, and actually a little fun fact, when you are at 99% hydration, you get thirsty. So when you go from a hundred to 99, when you are 1% dehydrated, your body tells you that you need to drink something. Now, unfortunately, most people fulfill this, um, this feeling of thirst with something that's not water. And, you know, I drink stuff other than water too. I get it. Uh, but I make sure that I'm drinking a ton of water. I don't measure my water, but I would say on any given day, I drink three 32 ounce bottles of water. I use the same shaker cup. I fill it up every day, uh, three times and then a 24 ounce. So whatever that adds up to, you know, 120 something ounces or whatever, that's what I drink per day on average, sometimes even more, uh, very, very rarely less than that. Uh, but that would be The first trigger and the first habit I would try to instill. And you do that simply by brute force. You wake up, okay, set a note, put a sticky note on your mirror in your bathroom. You wake up, you go to the bathroom, you brush your teeth. Boom. There's my sticky note reminder. I'm going to go drink 12, 15, 20 ounces of water right now. You do that every day, 30 days, 45 days, 60 days, you will be amazed. And that's just how you start. Once you start that, then you can start changing things like dietary habits, dietary triggers. You can force triggers into your lifestyle that will result in good habits. Okay, now from here, I want to transition over to discipline. because so I think it's a good segue. Um, and I want to start the same way I started talking about habits. I want to read off the textbook definition of discipline. Okay, now this one's a little bit more complex and it applies in a whole lot of different levels besides nutrition, fitness, strength, and whatever. Uh, and it, uh, the textbook definition reads, training to achieve a controlled behavior, often using punishment to correct disobedience. Uh, now that sounds a little sinister, right? It sounds a little over the top, sounds a little ridiculous, Um, but it's true now, I guess, you know, you can't take that definition verbatim when it comes to nutrition and health and fitness because it's not really like that. I mean, that, that definition of discipline can be applied to like military training and like wicked old school, ancient religious training where people used to like whip themselves and shit like that. That's not what I'm talking about. Uh, the beauty of fitness and nutrition training is that when you start developing, um, good habits and you know, you're know, you changing your lifestyle and you're kind of brute force changing some of these things um, and you start forming discipline as a result, you're actually undergoing all of that punishment anyway. You are, you're eating shit in a way that most people can't relate to because you're forcing yourselves to not give in to cravings when you know you don't need them and you're forcing yourselves to continue to abide by the good habits and the good lifestyle choices that you put into place and it doesn't have to be torture either. Okay. But sometimes it's going to feel like torture, right? Every once in a while, it's going to feel like torture. Every once in a while, you're going to want to go off the rails and eat an entire box of like Swedish fish or something like that. I only mentioned that because that was one of my, my vices when I was younger. Uh, I still love them too, but I don't really eat them anyway. <laughs> uh, you know, You are going to go against everything your body wants to do sometimes. And that is a form of punishment. All right. It's mostly mental punishment. You can be totally satiated by a meal that you just had. All right. But everything in your body, like, might pull from an old habit of, you know, when you eat a big meal, you also have to follow it up with something sweet, like a cookie or a brownie or something like that. That feeling might come back to you. And it's going to be a form of punishment in a way to to not give into that, right? And it's okay to give into it every once in a while. But the problem is when you give into it on a repeated basis, then that thing becomes a habit again, right? And that habit destroys discipline and it destroys goals. So you never want to form those bad habits if you can avoid them. So creating the discipline to keep those good habits and those good triggers in place is what separates the people who actually succeed and actually reach their goals and the people who don't. Now, this whole thing is a mental exercise, and it's a mental feat that most people just can't get through. And I personally don't believe that fitness and nutrition development and strength development and all of that, muscle building, weight loss, I don't believe that any of that should ever be torture because the when it the moment it becomes torture and the moment that it is like, So unbearable that you can't stand it is the moment that you give up, and it's the moment that the inconsistency comes into play. Right? It's the moment that things break down, the whole system breaks down. All right, I'm a big fan of people not forgetting that they are human beings. Okay, so what do I mean by all this? Well, I don't live, I do track my macros, I do track my nutrition, I weigh my food out. But I don't live by this code where I am eating the exact same thing every single meal at the exact same time every single day and that one more calorie over or one more gram of sugar over is going to kill me, okay? I don't live by that code. If I lived by that code, I would blow my brains out. Uh, There's no no way I could do that. And I don't think anybody should even try that. Uh, The people I know that do do that can't do it for very long maybe a year or two, and they're usually competing bodybuilders. And that's okay. I, I, I have nothing but respect for that. I just don't think it's sustainable for the, the average person. And that's exactly what I am, just the average person. So I make sure that the things that I eat on a daily basis, which is not the same every single day, by the way, but the things that I eat every single day, are, they can, they include a big enough variety that I don't get bored of it and they include a bunch of different flavors so that I also don't get bored of it and also a lot of the things that I eat I eat because I love it not because it's necessarily good for me all right I'm going to give you a couple examples some of the stuff that I eat that you probably heard people tell you over and over and over and over and over again are horrible for you or bad for you or not necessary or whatever um, I eat you know on a weekly basis so what are those things? Barbecue sauce, uh, ketchup, diet soda, reduced fat ice cream. Um, oh, bread, potatoes, uh, sweet potatoes in the form of French fries. It's got to have French fries in your life. Um, meatballs, which have bread breadcrumbs. Um, I've, I've even had people tell me that corn is a bad idea because it has carbohydrates in it. Anyway, I eat corn. Uh, garlic bread. Um stuff like that. I mean, I could go on, but I think you get the idea. And the punchline is I still eat carbs. I still eat white bread based carbs, right? I, uh, I'm not, I'm not afraid of that. I still eat, um, I drink diet soda. I still eat condiments, barbecue sauce, which if you look on the back of most barbecue sauces, it has all kinds of sugar, brown sugar. Um, I get it, right? It doesn't look pretty on paper, right? That the key Is moderation. And the key is, for me anyway, macronutrients and keeping everything at levels that make sense, not going off the rails. Um, And I think anybody can do this, okay? Uh, (laughs) I don't think you need to stick to what I was describing earlier, which is eating nothing but like grilled chicken and broccoli and um, rice. You know, four meals a day or five meals a day at very perfectly measured and weighed proportions. I mean, you don't need to do that. So I'm not going to repeat myself a hundred times, but I definitely just repeated myself like nine times. Um, you got to be human, okay? And you got to have some of the simple things in your life on a semi-regular basis, enough to remind you that you are human. Uh, a couple more things I just remembered. Uh, protein bars, I do sprinkle in some protein bars, uh, typically one bars or quest bars or, um, fit crunch bars or something like that. Not every single day, but a lot of days. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just one more thing to remind me that I'm human and, uh, it it makes everything easier, honestly. Um, so I think if everybody kind of had a system similar to mine that they'd be just fine giving into that sweet tooth or that craving or whatever, while also continuing to proceed towards their fitness goals. So, um, and you know, those things have come from habits now, you know, I've built habits around these things. So my trigger might be in the afternoon at two thirty. I might get hungry, but it's, you know, kind of between meals for me and the way my lifestyle is set up right now. So I may go have a protein bar as a result. Okay. Or I may go have an iced coffee and in that iced coffee, I may put skim milk and I may put. Splenda, right? Now, these are things that people might tell you are a horrible idea. And, uh, you know, the artificial sweetener conversation is definitely one conversation. The dairy conversation is another. Uh, But I definitely know that the results that I've been getting by making the decisions that I've made, and I'm no spring chicken either. I'm 33. I'm a dad. Okay. I have a job. I've got stuff going on. I'm not 21 anymore, and I'm in the best shape of my life, okay? Now, these are the decisions that I'm making. So I am confident that whatever I'm doing, and I don't have superior genetics or even semi-superior genetics, but whatever I'm doing, you can do, and you can do your own version of it, and you can kick ass at whatever you're trying to do, fitness-wise, strength-wise, weight loss-wise, muscle-building-wise, okay? So you know, again, it all comes down to building the right habits, okay? And you don't need to build 10 habits at once, okay? It starts with one. I'm always going to recommend that that first one that anybody puts into practice for the first time is water, because chances are, again, you're not drinking enough water. Even if you're thinking you're drinking enough water, you're probably not. So start with water, make that trigger first thing in the morning, whatever it is you do. For me, it's bathroom and brush my teeth, And then I drink water. I recommend you do the exact same thing. Start from that. And then from there, start to sprinkle in one more a week or one more every two weeks until you have five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10 habits that are sitting there and they're continuously piecing together your lifestyle in a way that drives you to have the discipline to do all the right things. And if you do that on a consistent basis over and over and over again, and you're training and you're making all these right decisions and you have all these good habits in place, before you know it, you're actually reaching the goals that you never thought you could hit. And that's the best part, right? Habits create your lifestyle, right? You build your lifestyle around your habits, but it's really it really starts with your habits. Your habits create your lifestyle. If you know that your habits are, you know, A, B, C, D, whatever, your, your lifestyle just kind of forms around that. It molds around that. And then what comes from that is the discipline to make decisions to not disrupt that. Okay. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're making decisions kind of in the back, background, like inherently, instinctively based on your habits and you're, you're reaching all your fitness goals. It's the simplest system that is like just so widely misunderstood, but it works and it's very, very simple. I mean, it's simple stuff. You put it in place one at a time, you start to follow it. Before you know it, it becomes second nature. You're still giving into your human side by not restricting yourself to this super weird, strict crash diet. And then before you know it, it all comes to fruition and you've achieved the goal that you set out to achieve, okay? And then it just continuously feeds itself after that. Because once you start to achieve a little bit, and I talk about this a lot, and this is really what makes up the strength of body and mind cycle, that whole model that I talk about, is that once you start to achieve those results based on your decisions to put in good triggers and good habits and generate discipline, uh, that just feeds the self-confidence, okay? Which drives you to do more of that, And the more of that that you put in place, the better your results are and the bigger your results are. So anyway, you may need to listen to this a second time, maybe a third time. Um, so if you're out for a run driving to work, I don't know, uh, give it another listen because there is some stuff in here that you probably aren't doing. And if you put that into place, no matter what level you're at right now, it will elevate you to the next level. I promise. And, um, if you know anybody that would benefit from hearing something like this and maybe has some, some bad triggers and bad habits and bad disciplines set up, uh, send this over to them. Make sure they listen to it. And if you got any value out of this whatsoever, please rate and subscribe in iTunes. I would appreciate it more than you know. Uh, with that, guys, I'm going to wrap this up. Thank you again so much. I appreciate it. And I'll catch you in the next episode. See ya.